Every single time Hunter wakes up from a nap these days, he's asking for a snack and it's usually a fruit snack. And I used to say heck no to all kinds of fruit snacks and goodies like that because I hated all of the artificial dyes, harmful ingredients, and the ridiculous amount of sugar that they have. And while I still am a big proponent in not having all of those things all the time, I find so much hope in knowing that Thrive Market has me covered and has Hunter covered for not just all of those sweet fun treats, but also other essentials while keeping him safe and healthy. And it's honestly become a fun little tradition for Michael and I to sit down and pick out our Thrive Market order. They're so amazing and such our go-to for delicious snacks and pantry essentials and so much more. Their app is so easy to use and everything is delivered to our doorstep in a matter of days, which drastically reduces my stress level because making time to go to the grocery store is my least favorite thing to do. Plus, I'm obsessed with their standards. They restrict literally 1,000 plus harmful ingredients and they only allow the most trusted ingredients for you. I mean, even last order, I saved $20 and got an incredible deal on the poppy probiotic sodas that I love. Plus, it's not just good for your family. When you join Thrive Market, they also gift a membership to a family in need, which is the greatest. So let's save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash truthtalks for 30% off your first order. Plus, you get a $60 gift for free. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash truth talks. Thrivemarket.com slash truth talks. Hi sis. Welcome to Truth Talks with Tara. The purpose behind this podcast and online ministry is to help beautiful women like yourself know, love, and live God's truth. Not only will this be a space of truthful, faith-filled talks, it will also be a place where we let God's word speak for itself because God's truth speaks. My name is Tara, and I'm your host, but you can call me your sister. Join me each week as we talk about the truth of God's Word and how it can ignite us with purpose. We'll talk about God's Word, how we're called to live, challenging topics, and grow in faith together. My prayer is that God would use this podcast to encourage and equip our hearts. Let's be women who love His truth, live His truth, and spread His truth. Hello, hello. I am so happy to see you back here on the podcast. It's another episode of Truth Talks with Tara. And today I am over the moon, literally over the moon to have my awesome friend Janessa Waite on the podcast. And today we are going to be talking about what it looks like to worship the Lord, specifically through our creative talents, our spiritual giftings, our passions, and more. If you don't know who Janessa is, she is a hand letterer, businesswoman, and young adult pastor, and one of my sweet friends that I've connected with online. If you would like to learn more about what God's word says about worship and how to live a lifestyle of worship and not necessarily just the first 15 minutes of singing at church, if you want and crave that worshipful lifestyle and how like practical tips, how to use your gifts and maybe your talents for the Lord, this episode is for you. Make sure to leave a rating and review, subscribe to the podcast, take a screenshot of you listening and share this awesome encouragement with any friends on social media. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Janessa. Hi, sweet friend. Thank you so much for being on the podcast, Janessa. I literally told you this before we started recording, but I feel a little starstruck that you're here and so thankful that you're here on the episode. (laughs) I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Of course. I am so excited about this topic, but before we dive in, because I'm sure everyone's so anxious to hear what we're going to be talking, what God's going to be bringing, 
please introduce yourself to people who don't know you. I'm sure I remember actually a lot of my ladies saying, have Janessa wait on the podcast. Like I'm like, no joke. So I'm sure they know who you are. I'm serious, but let them know who you are, what you do and all that good stuff. Yeah. So I like to say, start off by saying I'm actually from Canada originally. It's my little plug-in for the Canadian gals listening. I love it. <laughs> um, but I moved to America, met my husband here. Um, we've been married for almost six years in March. Wow. will be our sixth anniversary or anniversary, which is crazy. Um, and we have a seven-month-old son named Jasper, who oh. I love so much. And he's such a sweetheart. He's actually teething right now. So it's been a little cray cray in the house. Oh, yep, yep. <laughs> um, but we love him so much. And yeah, I'm a creative, a hand letterer, an encourager. I love to encourage women in their journey. And I have a business as well, uh, selling my artwork and my prints. And I sell like posters and mugs and all kinds of stuff to encourage people and point them back to Jesus. So that is a little bit about who I am. Beautiful. I actually have some of your posters and I love, like, I literally have a couple different of your lock screens that I rotate through and I'm like, I just oh. love these. <laughs> I love Thanks, it. Um, before we move into what we're talking about, I usually ask all of our awesome people on the podcast to share like a random favorite thing just to like get to know you a little bit more. And then also like, if you got some awesome recommendations, like we want to jump on the train too. So if you have one, let's hear it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So this is so random. When I was thinking about this earlier, I'm like, what am I loving right now? Okay. It's so random. But I love it. I love it. I love like lattes so much. And I yes. was at my in-laws for Christmas and they have this milk frother machine from Amazon that I use at their house I'm like I need I need this so That's I bought amazing. this like milk frothing machine that it looks kind of like a kettle but you just pour your milk in it and then it spins okay. it and then it gets yeah. like foamy on the top and so I've been making like lattes at my house or just having like hot cocoa and it just it literally <gasps> is the best thing and I love oat milk so I'll just like add oat yes. milk in there and then have some of my favorite drinks with that so definitely a milk frother from Amazon it's the best. <laughs> That's amazing. And plus it's Amazon. I think you can get them on Prime and you're all good to go. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> What's your like favorite? Like do you put like creamers or like any syrups or any like flavored stuff in there? Or are you just kind of pretty like plain with it? Well, I love a little – I always sweeten my stuff with like a little bit of maple syrup. I'm such <gasps> a maple syrup fan. And I'm like, Wait, is that because I'm Canadian or because I just <laughs> – Love maple syrup. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, I need to try that. It's so good. And then I like adding a little bit of vanilla, um, like a oh, vanilla. Yes. I actually just use like vanilla that you would use for cooking. I'll put a little bit in there. Oh, and yeah. It tastes pretty good. Yeah. That's probably better than like some of the syrups and stuff because it's just like a little bit more natural and not as yeah. crazy. But okay, no, totally. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try the maple syrup thing. And y'all, if you try it, let us know how you like it. I'm <laughs> I love that. I actually have some really good friends from Canada and they put maple syrup in everything too. Oh my gosh. So. You could, there's a thing we do in Canada where we'll take snow and you put it on, like you take like a popsicle stick yeah. and you would pour some maple syrup on snow and then you, until it like kind of gets hard and freezes and then you roll it up and it's like a snow with maple syrup and it's so good. And it's like a wow. popsicle. 
Like, yeah. That's so cool. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> I wish we had like, I live in Oregon. And so we're about like, mm, like an hour and a half, two hours away from the mountains. Like my fiance and I go skiing all the time. So we see snow, but like where I'm at, like where I'm at right now, like there's not a lot of snow near. So do you mm. miss it? Cause I know you're, I do. You're, you're in Houston, right? Or <laughs> no, I'm Austin, Austin, Austin. Texas. Okay. Yeah. 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 I do. You know, I miss the idea of it, but then when I'm in it and freezing my butt off, I'm like, you know yeah. what? I actually like the Texas heat. So. <laughs> you got, you've had both now. And so you get like the best of both worlds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. I love that. And the frother thing. I love that favorite. It's definitely one of my favorite things too. And I feel like it's going to be a favorite that we love, not just currently, but for a long time. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, perfect. Well, I, I think we should just jump right into what we're talking about today. Yes. Friends, we are going to be talking today about what it looks like to worship the Lord and specifically through like creativity. And so I wanted to have Janessa on because like she mentioned earlier, she has her business and she has her online Instagram and slash ministry and she has beautiful hand lettering and other artistic talents. And so today we thought it would be really cool to speak to you and to explain what worship really is, how we can worship the Lord, and how um, to find those maybe hidden secret talents of yours and passions of yours, and then use them for God's glory. So mm -hmm. Janessa, I know you mentioned earlier that you have your business, but I would love for you if you could just give us a little sneak peek, like tell us more about like what you do with um, your iPad, ink pens, all the things. So people that are unfamiliar, like how you started and what that process looks like. Yeah, I mean, that is a whole story in itself. But um, yeah, I got into hand lettering about, gosh, only in March will be six years, like right when we got married, I got into oh, wow. it. Yeah. And um, it really just started off as a curious curiosity um, of just like, I want to learn something new. And I had a friend that encouraged me to try it out. Um, and so I, it's funny that we're talking about worship, because I literally had no intention of starting a business with this. It was just like, I just want to try something new. And then I made it my place of connecting with God. Like wow, I would yeah. letter to worship and I would like lettering became my worship. It became the place where I met God and I could process, I could write out Bible verses mm -hmm, and just, yeah. um, through just practicing and connecting with God, like it developed over time and, and through the encouragement of my husband and friends, you know, people began to encourage me to start a business through this. So it's actually really fun that the roots of how I started all came from this place of wanting to connect with God through learning something new with him and co-creating because, yeah. you know, we're co-laborers with God mm -hmm. and there's an invitation for all of us to actually create with the Lord and co-labor with him. And, and so this was my chance to really just, again, explore something with the Holy Spirit. And I just came alive in it. And I learned so much about the Lord and myself in it. And mm -hmm. yeah, it really was my place of worship. And yeah, along the way, God just gave me courage to go for it and to create a website and to sell. And, and now I just find so much life in creating and getting inspired by the, the Lord of, you know, mm -hmm. quotes to write out and um, I'll get inspiration from the word or I'll have dreams about what, you know, just different things where God yeah. just speaks to me on, on what to create for people to be encouraged with. That's beautiful. I love how you said too that you started out with this knowing that it was solely a worshipful thing. Mm -hmm. um, 
which I mean, I'm not saying that it's bad to maybe start a business or something with the intent of having it a business. But what I think yeah, is really for beautiful, sure. yeah, what's beautiful though that I was hearing in your story though was that it was just solely meant to connect with the Lord. And I feel like that's a really, really good transition. I wanted to see and hear from you. Let's break down the word worship because I know a lot of us have grown up in the church or have known the Lord for any amount of time. We hear the word worship. And I even think for me, I, I grew up in the church. I've been, um, I've known the Lord since I was young. And I remember mm-hmm. at times in my life, worship was kind of became this dull word. Um, it kind yeah. of, you know, lost its meaning or I just um, thought, okay, worship is just the 15, 20 minutes before the pastor speaks on Sunday, right? <laughs> um, and so let's break down the word worship for everyone listening and for us, because I think it really ties in beautifully to what you do. So what does the Bible say about worship? Want to expand on that a little bit? Yeah. I mean, there is so many different ways to explain what worship is and (laughs) different ways we can worship the Lord. But, you know, essentially worship is our adoration. It's our thanksgiving. It's, it's, it's our lips acknowledging who Jesus is and his worthiness. And, um, you know, one of my favorite Psalms that, I was just reminded of with Psalms 104 and um, it says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise, give thanks to his name, to him and bless his name. And, and I just Mm. love that worship can also look like Thanksgiving. It can look like, you know, there's so many different ways that we can worship him and, and it doesn't have to look like one way. And, and then there's, you know, worship where we get on our knees and get on our face before God and, and just prostate low on the floor. It's just like, there's so many ways. And for me personally, it's that Thanksgiving and just entering into his presence with that. And then being able to just glorify him through our words or, you know, honestly, worship is, it is the expression of our heart first and foremost, like our heart Mm, posture is where worship comes from. And, um, yeah, that's, that's one way, but I mean, there is so many different verses yeah. that can just break down worship. I mean, there's Romans 12, one where offer your bodies as living sacrifices, mm, holy and pleasing yeah. to God. This is your pure and true worship. Like there's so many beautiful verses that can really describe this um, word, but yeah, that's one of my favorite w- verses of Psalms 104 and just how Thanksgiving is, is a beautiful entryway into worshiping him. And, but again, it's, it is the heart, it's the posture mm-hmm. and it's us turning our attention and our focus to Jesus in his face. Right. That's beautiful. I love that you reminded us of Psalm 104 because it's really one of those that I think we overlook and we're like, okay, that's just something that David did. But I love how you said it was an entryway, meaning Mm-hmm. Worship is the, I, I was just picturing when you said that I was just picturing a door and like we're walking through it and that's how we really get in the presence of the Lord. I mean, there's so many ways through the, through reading, through fellowship with others, but worship yeah. is um, that connection between yes. the Lord. Um, again, not confined just to the first 15 minutes of church. I remember one of my, um, one of my friends at church used to describe worship as, he would break it down as worth-ship. So W-O-R-T-H ship worship and he said i like to think of worship through different scriptures and stuff i've read as an expression of giving god the worth like putting like the worth in god that he deserves I me mean, not like yeah. we give god worth but we are acknowledging the worth of god yes. and so i love how you brought yeah. up the door and all those things too yeah and the beautiful thing is like this on this side of heaven like this is the 
only time we will ever be able to worship God the way we do with like our choice and like with our like sacrifice because Mm, when we get to heaven and we see God like there's nothing other than falling on our face and worshiping him like it's gonna be like there's nothing else that we will want to do but on this side with all the distractions with all the things that we could choose from when Mm. we actually choose worship it's so much sweeter like it carries such a beautiful fragrance to God because Mm. we're not seeing him face to face but we're choosing and by faith we're stepping into that and adoring who he is without ever having seen him face to face like physically you know like we would in heaven yes yes uh janessa that was so so good i love how you made that distinction this episode is brought to you by better help 2024 has simultaneously felt like the longest and shortest year. Our little family has gone through so many highs and lows and joys and valleys. I mean, Hunter's growing up so crazy and our calendars are so crazy. And this is usually the time of year where so many of us give up on our New Year's resolutions. And while some of mine have not panned out, to be honest, there are some that have. I am personally really proud of my consistent workout routine this year. It has been something that has been so off and on since having Hunter. It's also given me so much mental clarity to be physically active. I'm also really proud that I have instilled regular rhythms of rest in my life and not just rest when I'm burnt out, which was usually the norm. When life moves so quickly, let's just slow down and celebrate our little wins and move forward in faith and make adjustments for the rest of the year. This is your little mid-year check-in. Therapy can help you take stock of your progress and set achievable goals for the rest of the year. So if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, try BetterHelp to keep you on track. It's entirely online, so it flows with your lifestyle, and you can select a therapist that fits your needs and beliefs, but also feel the freedom to switch at any time to find the best match. Therapy gives you the space to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and process it, which can be really hard on your own. So visit betterhelp.com slash truth talks today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash truth talks. Yeah. Because like you said, I feel like that's just at the core of the Christian life, right? A lot of people say like, you know, if God is, you know, in control, why didn't he just, you know, force us or why didn't he just choose everyone to um, be a part of his family or all these things? And I'm like, well, that's at the that's at the core of being a Christian is that God's not this um, – He's not a God that steps on you or forces you because out of a true relationship with him, he wants you to want him back. Yes. Yes. Um, And that's the same thing like you were saying with worship. It's it's a choice and um, no one wants a relationship or no one wants worship or recognition that is forced. That's not genuine. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's really good for us to remember that worship should come from a genuine choice of ours. Um, I think it can be easily legalistic. Like I was saying, like, I can be like, okay, I'm going to go to church and I'm going to worship and I'm going to sing the songs, but how it actually just opens up so much more beauty when we're doing it from a heart that loves the Lord. Yeah, for sure. And one thing my pastor says that I always, I've, it's stuck with me forever. It's, you know, we don't worship to get on before, like you said, like we don't do our 15 minutes. We don't worship before we get to the message. Like worship is what we do. Like mm, we yeah. like worship is what we're called to do in every form. And so, you know, I kind of challenged some of the, so me and my husband, were also young adult pastors at our church. I forgot to mention that earlier, but yes, um, yes. I usually, we, you know, we encourage our young adults, like to know that, you know, worship 
because we we have like long lengthy worship sets at our church like we can sometimes worship for an hour and a half straight yeah yeah <laughs> people I love are it. like I love this it. is the longest church service of my life <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like if this is uncomfortable like what's heaven gonna be like for you like you know it's yeah, just like right. we're our lot like heaven is just worship it's constant worship to Jesus and if we can learn to cultivate a life of worship and and that doesn't mm-hmm. have to look like singing all day but it's like that positioning of the heart where we can turn to God and everything we do being worshiped to him. Like that's, yes, that's the yes. secret sauce to a joyful life with Jesus. Yes. The secret sauce. You guys heard it here. I love that. <laughs> I love that. It kind of reminds me of um, one of my favorite verses actually ever. First Corinthians 10 31. I'm sure you know it, you know, whatever you do, do it for the glory of the Lord. Yes. Yes. Um, I love Paul was verse. talking about, you know, what we were eating and just different rules like that to the church at Corinth. But this just reminds us, like Janessa was saying, it's actually like a lifestyle. It's literally yeah. everything has glory potential, which is yes. really encouraging to know that it's not it's not confined necessarily. Like there, we have to ha- we should have our heart in a certain posture and you know um, completely open and surrendered to the Lord when we worship. But it's not confined. I guess what I, I was just thinking of this. What would you say? Like, give us an example. Like, what does it look like to have a day that like is worshipful, like a schedule that like goes about the day and it's in a worshipful posture. Like how can that relate to your everyday life? Like whether you're a mama or a student, like, <laughs> yeah. like what are little things in there that can make that worshipful or we can remind ourselves that? Yeah. So I'll tell you kind of a fun story because this has happened like this last week. Awesome. Um, <laughs> so I, hate cleaning <laughs> like, oh gosh yeah <laughs> I hate cleaning I hate I hate it so much I do not like to clean and I'm not very good at it some people love cleaning and organization that's just not my strength um it's all good but all good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but I remember just like having a dialogue with the Lord and I was like God like I'm gonna make cleaning my worship I'm gonna make I'm like as I'm cleaning like I'm just gonna turn my heart to you like I'm gonna imagine that I'm cleaning unto you, like for you, like this is my worship. And honestly, like it made it so much easier to clean. And I was like, you know, every, every Christian life could look like this. Like what if we did the mundane things with this heart of worship? And I could, you not? I was like folding laundry, just crying because I could feel the presence of God just like overwhelm me just and honestly it just came from this place of just positioning my heart and saying god i love you and i do this for you Mm. and there's no one else that's set, just setting my heart's attention and, and mm-hmm. loving him through doing laundry, like, or yes, cleaning, you know, yes. whatever it was. And I could instantly feel this connection. And honestly, in that place of worship and pr- his presence, I could have cleaned all day because you don't want to be anywhere <laughs> yes. else, you know? Yes. And so, you know, I encourage listeners, like whatever your like, lo- you know, your life looks like, if it's, if you're a mom and you feel like your life is very mundane, like, oh, know that you holding your baby and loving them and just that's worship to God. Like there's things that you could be doing that you have no idea that you can actually turn into worship and glorifying him. And it's beautiful. And, um, so that's one way that I like to now worship God (laughs) and it keeps me clean and motivated. Um, but also, you know, there's obviously also intentional times where we set aside time disciplined in the mornings or whatever works for you in the evenings and just pursuing God and 
maybe that does look like getting on your knees on your carpet and just putting on worship and just pouring your heart out to God and, and really posturing yourself. Cause sometimes physical postures can help us get in, like help our spirits enter into his presence and worship. And, um, yeah. Yeah. And so I really believe that our physical posture can actually impact that as well. That's awesome. Yeah. Something else that just what you said kind of made me think of like, I just wrote a Devo yesterday on um, spiritual disciplines and what it's like to do those things. And worship can be one of those things. But when I say spiritual disciplines, I mean just these um, little acts through our days, through our lives that get us closer to the Lord. We do need discipline and motivation in our life. But I guess what I would just ask too is that what would you say, how would you encourage the person who is struggling? Like, it's like, hey, Janessa, Tara, like, I hear you. But I know, I know I should worship, but I really don't want to, or I don't have the time, or I know I should, but I, it just feels weird or, you know, just struggling with wanting to, because that's the thing about spiritual disciplines. We got to push through and like you said, make a choice. So do you have anything to to touch on there? Yeah. So I would say, you know, if you ever are in that place of like, I don't feel like doing this or that, that's just your flesh. Like that's Mm -hmm. your flesh speaking and our flesh likes to be comfortable. It doesn't like to be uncomfortable. (laughs) That's the truth. And we all have flesh moments where we're like, I really don't want to go to church or I really don't want to do this spiritual discipline, but our spirit, your spirit wants to, like, that's the truth. And you know, Roman, Romans 8 is a great chapter that really talks about being spirit-led and not living by the f- desires of the flesh. And, and that's a great place if you want to just like grow in that, but to go to is Romans 8. But yeah, I would just say, you know, it's so, it feels like such a kind of cop-out answer, but you just got to do right. the hard things. Like yeah, do the hard things. And I know it's hard at first, but it's that spiritual discipline, like routine, the more you do it, the more it, mm-hmm. it'll get easier and easier and, and not being emotionally or feeling led, but being spirit led is so yes, important yes. to cultivate in your life. And, um, yeah, that's one thing. And then also like, if you need an extra, extra help, like find a couple ladies in your yeah. life that you're like, Hey, can we like pursue this together? You know, mm-hmm. you know, where two or more gathered in his name, yes, he, that God will show yeah. up. And, and so getting ladies and doing a Bible study together, or that can kind of help you get on that path of really pursuing God and pursuing these disciplines, I think is also a great idea. Yeah, absolutely. And being spirit led is the key there. Um, And like she was saying earlier, like Janessa was saying earlier, like it's about having that open communication with the Lord through prayer. Like she was literally having a hard time cleaning the other day and she was like, okay, God, like she literally talked to him. That's prayer. She was (laughs) keeping that communication open. And I think prayer also has a lot to do with worship too, because even yeah. if we're struggling to worship, if we're, um, if we just want to communicate with God, because worship is another form of that. It's just keeping that open. And um, again, it sounds weird to practice it because we don't want to cross over the line to be legalistic, you know, and just do it just because. But it can be really helpful to practice it throughout your day. And just instead of like thinking that prayer is a one and done thing, keep that line open. Think about like, yes, yeah, think about like having your phone just calling God all day and you never end that call. It's open. There might be moments of silence when you're maybe going and doing a test or you're doing something, you're, you're feeding your family, you're making dinner, but just keeping that line open, like acknowledging God, giving him that worth, that's worship right there. Yeah. So good. I love that so much. 
so yeah. well set. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's it's really hard for me to do. I have had to really like stop myself and just remind myself like no matter how busy my day is, I can keep that line open and just feel free to talk to him about it. And then just remember that like also worship is serving, right? It's it's like not just about myself and and God. Yeah. It's about also inviting other people into it. Yes. Um, like just the other day, I went shopping with my grandma and I was helping her out with some stuff. And like, it's one of those things that I had to realize like, God, I'm doing this for you. And my service to help her is also worshiping you. Yeah. Because it's giving you glory. It's giving you the adoration that you deserve and it's also like when we love on god's people it's like janessa said earlier it's a fragrant offering to him yeah no it's so good and and even you know and so there's things that god will ask us to do and we have to do it simply out of obedience and that's worship too you know yeah and that's true that's so beautiful true. like and johnny says like you if you love me you will obey me and so loving god is also obeying him and worshiping him as well right that's a tough thing too because <laughs> yeah. we don't like to be told what to do. Like yeah. I was literally just telling someone the other day like I like we know that God wants us to do these things and especially as Christians, but like even though we are in Christ, even though God has given us that new operating system, the Holy Spirit, we obviously still struggle with the flesh like you were saying earlier. Like it's the flesh telling us that we don't want to obey or we don't want to do this or we don't feel like it. And it's just fighting that battle, remembering that like we don't have to succumb and like sit in our in our rebellious ways and just realizing there's like so much better, you know, like there's so yeah. much better for us than than um, trying to disobey and like that worship really opens up so much blessing, not only to bless God, but to bless, um, he wants to bless you through it and other people mm -hmm. around you. Yes, yeah, so true. Yeah, I would love to talk about now like a little bit about like spiritual gifts and just using our worship and stuff for the Lord. Um, I would, I feel like a lot of us believe um, this misconception that our giftings or our talents or our worship for God has to be in like the physical church, you know, like, yeah. like leading worship or preaching on the pulpit on Sundays, which I'm not like disregarding that at all. Like, yes, we need to be plugged into our church body. Like, like, don't get me wrong on yeah. that. But God's word tells us there's also, like we said, so many different ways of using our spiritual gifts and so many different gifts to express our worship. So I guess let's talk about like what like kind of gifts God may be gifting people because I'm sure there's people listening like, I don't know where to even start. How do I even find out the giftings God has given me? Yeah. I mean, there's so many amazing gifts that every listener here has and and maybe you're on the journey to figuring that out or maybe you have always known what it is but you know for me this is just my opinion i generally think that if whatever it is that you're really good at is usually what you're gifted at <laughs> you know love it yeah like yeah. where it comes like supernaturally like maybe for some of you um you're really gifted at speaking or writing or hosting. I mean, there's so many different gifts. Yes, um, yeah. One gift I absolutely treasure and I love and I so appreciate is the gift of hospitality. And there's yes, some people yes. that may never need, maybe never hold a mic and talk on a platform. And maybe that's not what they're called to, but they're called to yes, host yes. people in their home and make food and 
feed people and love them and break bread, you know, um, together. Like that's a powerful gift is of making people feel known and seen. And I mean, every gifting, it can look so different. I think what makes it a gift is when we are just Jesus with skin on, like, love it gift to everybody and that whatever it is you do and you being jesus in that like that's a gift to the world i love that jesus with skin on janessa (laughs) wait i'm obsessed with it i'm obsessed with it (laughs) that's too good i also like because i know you have like god has blessed your platform and obviously your business with selling prints and mugs but god has also really just blessed your online presence and i know there's a lot of ladies listening that um have an interest in something like that sharing god's word or sharing quotes or just sharing online for him and i know there's a tendency to get stuck in well okay i'm not I'm not worshiping God as much as I could be or as much as her because she's getting more recognition for it or um, there's more people following. So I guess I would just, I would love to hear from you, like what has God taught you through having such an online presence? So many, like, like a hundred thousand or plus, you know, like what has God taught you through that? And like how, like the worship for him like remains the same no matter the following. Yeah. Well, one thing I, I really come back to you is you does not matter. It does not matter at all how many followings you have or followers you have or whatever. Like everyone has a voice. Like God gifted you with such a powerful voice and you have something to say. That is the truth. And I think people get stuck is because they're like, I don't have anything to say. Like my life isn't that you know flashy or cool or I'm not traveling Mm -hmm. all the time or I don't have this skill or like we put all these disqualifications on ourselves. But the reality is, is that God gave us a voice. God Mm -hmm. gave you a voice to share your testimony, to speak of his goodness. Like there's so many different ways to give God glory. And, um, and so for me, I've just learned to be faithful in what I've been gifted with. And I had to ask God and I had to really, you know, it's a long story where I'll kind of make it short is there was one point in my lettering journey where I was posting a lot and it kind of really, you know, this was like five years ago where it came to the point where I was so concerned about what I was sharing and posting and it became so stressful. And I was like, what am I going to share? Like, will people like it? And I just became, it became so much about, will people like what I have to say? Mm, And the Lord just so graciously corrected my heart in it. And you know, show me that it's not my job to feed the 5,000, you know, with like the boy that had the fish in the mm-hmm. loaf. Like it didn't, it's not about my, me having the responsibility to feed all these people. God's like, just give what you have and I will multiply mm-hmm. and I will feed the thousands. I will take what you release out of just you being obedient and I, my yes. spirit will be the one to take it and to touch the hearts of people that need it. And so I just let go of this responsibility that it's my job to save people or to help people and take off all this pressure that people maybe think that influencers need to have. And it's like, no, I'm just going to be myself. I'm going to just use my gifts faithfully in the way that I know God's called me to. And I always just knew from just from a young age, I've always just been like an encourager. And I joke because Mm -hmm. I'm a seven on the Enneagram. So I'm like always the glass is half full. Yes. Yes, I love it. (laughs) I've gotten better at like, 
being able to embrace pain though and like no things are hard right. and I have to deal right. with it reality <laughs> naturally yeah reality but I've just learned to um yeah, to encourage. And that's just always been what I have to offer. So when the Lord asked me, he's like, what do you, like, what have I gifted you? I was like, oh, I'm an encourager. God, that's what you've given me to give Mm -hmm. to people. And, and ever since that moment, it shifted to me just giving what I had and let God do the rest. And honestly, like I never strategize on how to grow my following or do anything. It was just God. Like God was the one that breathed on it and I let him grow my platform. And I was just faithful in giving what he called me to give. (laughs) Yes, exactly. It's kind of a segue, but I just thought of this when you said like letting God doing like do the growth. I think there's so much like, it's just like the time that we're living in right now. Um, I just feel like there's so much pressure from people to be like, if I have a following then I am being successful in life, any Mm -hmm. sort of capacity, because it's just, I mean, we're living in this world and like social media is like another world in itself. And it's, it's all consuming. And I hear so many people, I get people in my DMS or just hear other people. And it's like, well, it, it makes it like they make their life sound like it's not as significant because they don't have a following or they don't have as big of a following, but we just need to remember that God is the one like, I think it's in, I'm trying to remember, 2 Corinthians or something. I'm pretty sure it's 2 Corinthians. Paul's talking about how he was the one who planted the seeds. Very, like, it's a metaphor, but, like, he's like, hey, mm-hmm. I'm planting the seeds. I'm bringing the word. But then God is the one who waters and brings the yeah. growth. And yes. so God is going to do whatever he wants in your life. And that's a really hard thing to grasp sometimes, that he has the control But when we understand who he is, like, I've just been learning this so much, Janessa, like, when we know who God is, like, who is, who he is at his core, his character, like, we're going to want to trust him with what he has for our lives. And that may not necessarily mean that you're an amazing um, hand letterer or artist, or maybe you don't have a huge following. And that's okay, because God knows exactly how much you can handle. Like, I remember interviewing a friend about another episode, and she was she brought up the parable of the talents and how God knew exactly how much like he had proportioned, you know, the, the money to each guy. And it's not saying that God like, doesn't think that you're worth more, but he knows. He knows you because yeah. he made you. He knows how much you can handle. He knows the potential that he has to multiply whatever he's given you. Yes. Not, I mean, coupled, yes, with your individual gifts and talents, like Janessa, like God is within her, but he's also like co-laboring where he's like, I'm giving you the gifts. Are you going to yeah. follow me? And then I will bring the growth. And so, like she said, just releasing that pressure off yourself because I've been in that spot so many times <laughs> yeah. in the last like two years. I'm like, it's it's all on me like I like have to post I have to like I have to like up my lettering game I have to like you know just do all this stuff but like yeah oh gosh it's so exhausting you know yeah yeah and honestly like we have I think honestly and I speak for myself but I think millennials and and probably Gen Z like we just don't think eternally enough like yeah we are so oh, yeah. fixated on what we're building here, what we're doing now. But like, we have to think with an eternal perspective. Like there are things that maybe you're called to do that you'll never see the reward for reward here. But like, is it worth it? Like, is it worth giving God your full yes into something? Because we're like, this world will come and go, but we're eternity is forever. And and we have to think eternally. And so I think when we have that perspective, it takes off the pressure to be something or because when we get to heaven, God's not going to be like, well, then good and faithful hand letter. You hand lettered all the pieces <laughs> I ever wanted you to hand letter. No, 
like <laughs> he's not going to be saying anything to that nature. It's, it's, you know, being faithful to the things he called us to do that maybe no one will ever see online. And that's okay. And that's beautiful. And I honestly don't think everyone's supposed to have an online platform. I think there are yeah. people that are, are called to disciple the one-on-one and, and, um, and I'll just be really transparent here. Like, I don't measure my success on my social media platform. Mm -hmm. I I always measure it to who am I doing life one-on-one with? Like, who am I pouring? Who am I seeing actual transformation with? Who are the young people that I can pour into on a one-to-one basis or or pour into in a group or whatever? Like, I love that social media is a beautiful platform. And, I mean, we're both in the same boat. Like, we get to impact many people over, you know, just with one post or story or whatever. And that's so beautiful but we're also called to disciple and to raise people up and do life on life with people and so we can't put all the value just online like there's so many other ways to make an impact in the kingdom of God and it's social media is just one of the many ways to worship God and to use your voice and to um yeah glorify him yeah, exactly. I mean, social media can be worshipful as backwards as that sounds. But no, like totally. But like you were saying earlier, like it has to and it can only come from when it's that heart pos- heart posture of adoring and giving yes. God the worth. Like because we honestly like just as fallen humans, we we mess up a lot of stuff and we can take a lot of things that can have potential to worship God and really make them selfish or prideful or about yeah. ourselves. But I think what's really cool too is that like knowing that you know, to live more eternally mindful, like you were saying, like, I literally like felt so convicted when you said that, because I'm like, <laughs> I've like been out here, like, I I finally got engaged six months ago, but I've been Dang. living out here. Yeah. <laughs> I've been living out here for like four years being like, like, sometimes I feel bad saying this, y'all, but I'm getting really transparent. Like some days I was like, God, please do not come back tomorrow because I am not engaged yet. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm sure every single person has thought that. I know I thought that when I wasn't married. My mom said she did too. I'm like, okay, I feel a little bit better. But I mean, I felt that for a while. But I I guess just what's really cool, like what you said, is like we need to be more eternally mindful and have that mindset of eternity and that kingdom to come when Jesus brings us back. But what's really cool, like knowing that is like if we want to live now on this earth with eternal impact, we – can do that in literally every small thing as long as yes. we're doing it like from a worshipful heart posture. Yes. Like we've been talking about this whole time. Like if you're unsure how to make something kingdom worthy or like live in a way that advances the kingdom, just do it for the Lord. Do it out yes. of worship. Use your gifts. Like that's an easy not – I mean easier said than done, but that's a really good way to know that you're living out that calling and um, making him known and living more eternally than you are in the present. And yes. I just, I love how you brought that up. Oh, so good. Also, I just want to throw this in there. I was reading the other day about, I don't know if you've ever heard of Brother Lawrence. Have you ever heard of him? I have He's like a saint and he is awesome. I haven't read his book, but I've heard so many people talk about okay. it. But he was a monk who literally like, he knew how to worship God. He made it his mission. Like it, it was like his spiritual discipline. It took him years to do this where everything, every little thing he did, he made it into prayer and worship and adoration to God. And he would get lost. Like they would say that he would be on dishes duty and he, people would literally like come to watch him do dishes because he would be glowing and like lost <gasps> wow. in God's presence because he was so lost and 
the love of God doing dishes. And, but it, but it was like this thing that he had to practice and steward. And I'm like, God, I want to be like brother Lawrence. Like I want to be able to do the mundane things, but have so much of your presence just like coming off of me because I'm so connected to you in that moment. And you know, there's, I think we categorize things as spiritual and non-spiritual, but everything's spiritual if we want to make it, you know, it's like everything is spiritual. And yeah, I just love that story. Like everything's an invitation to worship the Lord and connect and go deeper with him. Yeah, absolutely. And another thing too, like you were saying, like he literally glowed so much that people wanted to watch. Like yeah. not necessarily that we do it for that reason, obviously, but like, but it's really cool too, knowing that there's the potential for people to really want to pay attention and that worship can be like, I even know this from like your posts and your artwork and stuff. Like when it's truly from a worshipful place, you can, you can see it out of that person Mm. and people that are believers, people that are non-believers, they're drawn to that. Yes. And it's really cool because it's coupled, it's your faithfulness coupled with the power of God. And he's wooing people through your just simple obedience to like be creative and like Mm. hand litter something on your iPad or with ink and canvas, you know? And it's, it's really, really cool to know that there's so many different, um, what do you call it? Like benefits to that, to that worshipful lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I just wanted, I just felt to share this real quick, but I feel like there's people even listening that are called to the business world and maybe it's not like a Christian environment and it's very secular. Like, I just want to encourage you that you even just holding, like representing righteousness and having character and loving people is actually worship to God. And people are going to ask, why are you different? Like, why are like, what's different about you? Why do you like, they're going to feel the glory of God come off of you and they're not going to realize, but they're going to ask like, what's different about you. And, and it's because you're worshiping God in the mundane and the tasks in honoring your bosses, like, you know, being the one that's like, not part of the world, but really being an ambassador of Christ in that place. Like just know that that is powerful worship as well. Janessa, that's like such a Holy Spirit filled word. Thank you so much yes, for saying that. Yes, of course. I I really appreciate that. And I feel like that's a really cool segue. Like the, one of the last questions I wanted to ask, like kind of goes hand in hand with all of this. Like I would love to leave our listeners like, I mean, already so encouraged. I'm just so thankful for your wisdom and the way that you're just pouring out here. Um, I'm even so encouraged, but I would love to see if you have any like action points like let's get really practical to like to finish out this episode like to our listeners who are like I want to take action on my gifts I want to take action in living worshipfully like they just talked about or even maybe if they're like interested in starting hand lettering or anything that like you do any business for the Lord do you have any like tips or advice or like anything that maybe you wish you knew when you started or some tools maybe yeah For anyone that wants to get into hand lettering, you know, the biggest thing I say is practice every single day. And I know that's like super, like maybe not the most fun advice, but that's how I learned. Honestly, it took Mm -hmm. me about six months of practicing a little bit every day. And I would just put worship music on and, or do it while I'm watching a show or just having fun with it. But you have to practice in order to develop your style and and just take off all the pressure. You know, that's the biggest yeah. thing. Just take right. off all the pressure. And I think that's also true if you want to start your own business and whatever that is, is taking the pressure off and, and also find people that are like five years further down the road 
than you and where you want to be and ask them yeah. advice like hey do you have any places that you can point me resources you mm-hmm. know it doesn't hurt to ask and people want to help point you in that right direction and so asking people for help and and then lastly I would just say is um, I know this is kind of more non-practical but have courage I mean that's literally yeah no I love it the biggest thing is have courage um just start so start small start somewhere you don't need to start where people took people three years to be you know just start small and that's okay start small and build slowly um build slowly because that's gonna take you for the long haul I love that. It's like building faithfully, slowly on that foundation and being okay with the with the maybe the weight, you know? Yes, exactly. That's oh, awesome. Another resource for the hen letters is I love to use Procreate. I don't know if you use yes. this, Tara, but Procreate yes. is my like jam and I love it so much and it's so great. And then I also still go back to the brush pen and ink. So um, love it. a brush pen that you can buy at like Michael's and they have a Higgins ink and I just use printer paper and I just practice. And I love the brush pen like style of me for me personally, because that's how I started. And as much as I love the Procreate and how easy it is to create on there and it's quicker, I, I still have to go back to how I started and not right, lose that. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like also I was literally just going to ask him, like, give us, like, I don't want you to spill your secrets. I'm like, but like, give us your favorite resources. So I love that. The iPad, if you have one, Procreate. I love Procreate. And then Brush Pen. I need yeah. to try that. It, it, it kind of intimidates me. I think it's because I started. <laughs> um, I mean, like, I never did a lot of, like, calligraphy before I got my iPad. I mean, I did a little bit, but I never had, like, you know, like, the fancy tools, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, even just, like, allowing yourself to just enjoy it and not feel the pressure of yeah. posting or showing the world or, like, just kind of relieving that because again I think if we when we put the pressure on ourselves to need it to be post worthy or need it to look like someone else's that's when our focus is not on the Lord or worshiping the Lord it's on us yeah <laughs> I mean it's hard, it's hard to say but like I've done it before it's like oh my gosh I gotta get something out um but I just love how you're just reminding us hey it's just that worshipful heart posture Yes. So good. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, Janessa, I am literally so thankful for you. And I loved every minute, every second of this conversation. And I can't thank you enough. So thank you so much, girl. Such an honor. Of course. I'm so thankful we've connected. And um, I just am so excited to see how God moves in the hearts of everyone listening. I'm just, I'm going to go back and listen to this multiple times. I need (laughs) your reminders. (laughs) Oh, so sweet. Before we close out the episode, though, would you please like tell us all the links? Like, where can people follow you? How can they purchase your prints or your mugs or like anything else you'd love to share? I'd love to get them connected with you. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the greatest way is through social media, Instagram. It's just my name, Janessa Way. You can connect with me there, send me a DM, say hello. Um, And then all the links are in my bio there, but shopjanessawait.com is another place um, to find me. And yeah, I would love to connect with you guys. And yeah, that's where you can find me. Perfect. I will have all of that linked below. Go grab a print, hang it on your wall. (laughs) Go just follow her encouraging stuff on social media. Sister, thank you so much again. I love you tons. Thank you, girl. Love you too.